0: Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Fetrano.
1: 612 on Wisconsin's Morning News. City of Milwaukee is poised to file a lawsuit suing automakers Kia and Hyundai because too many people are stealing their cars in in Milwaukee. Now, we've, we've already discussed and debated this, and the merits of the case are really not why I'm bringing it up this morning. Madison also, by the way, filing a lawsuit, so now it's back in the news. Yes, so an astute observation pointed out by a fan of the program named Bruce, who sent us an awesome email over the weekend. And for starters, the email is addressed to Bill Toronto. So that's,
0: <laughs> that's you and
1: me. So points for that already. He starts, Bill Toronto. sorry to bug you guys on a Saturday, but I saw something on TMJ4 this morning that I did not want you to miss what is it that stood out to this guy that he didn't want us to miss? So, He was talking about a story by TMJ4's Ryan Jenkins about the effort in their Project Drive Safer reporting. City Attorney Chairman Spencer confirming today that Milwaukee is ready to sue automakers Kia and
0: Hyundai, the manufacturers of the two most commonly stolen car brands in the city. In my estimation, Milwaukee is ground zero for this Kia matter and where things have started. There's a lot of damage that has occurred in our backyard.
1: According to Milwaukee. So Ryan's interviewing city attorney Spencer via Zoom or mm-hmm. something like that, Teams, whatever, whatever. Yep. you know. So a, a virtual call, if you will. And our emailer says to us, Seriously, WTF, did I just watch? Now, you can't hear it, so I'll let his email describe the background <laughs> of the Zoom screen coming from, it appears, Spencer's home. He calls it... A random scattering of nearly empty booze bottles hovering menacingly on the mantle, centered as if by design, over his right shoulder. He's got all the top-shelf stuff. Jose Cuervo tequila, j and yeah. scotch, bottle of sake, four-liter bottle of Grey Goose. Yep, a regular Hugh Hefner, this guy. <laughs> and the cheesy rose artwork behind the booze bottles. What's up with that? Yeah, it, at first, it... I guess what I would say is that it does look like it's placed there. to look nice. Like, I don't think it's just scattered. Like, you know, they just happen to be set They there. were just out from last night. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. I okay. guess Fair that, enough. that makes it better. <laughs> right? But right to his point, look, we all have had, we've had three years of Zoom calls, yeah, right? And sure. Where we've had an opportunity to adjust our backgrounds in <laughs> various ways. This, yeah. In those early days of the pandemic where you're like, okay, what's this Zoom? Okay, then you... You realize your house is a mess behind you or you have things there that people shouldn't see. We've had three years to adjust (laughs) that standard position where we do these Zoom interviews and calls and meetings. And so at this point, you have to believe it's a choice. (laughs) To have the booze. And this was the city attorney's choice. For his background, whole bunch of booze <laughs> while we're talking about safer streets in Milwaukee. Uh, Bruce finishes with, what are the odds he was wearing pants? 6.15 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the
0: Gruber Law Office. One call, that's all, sports desk. Here's Greg Matzik.
2: Well, we still don't know for certain if Aaron Rodgers wants to play next season, but it is pretty clear where the Packers stand. Very
1: few players play for only one team. Um, Obviously Brett had a great career, Aaron had a great career here and uh, regardless of what happens, you know, Aaron will be in the pro football hall of fame, he'll be in our hall of fame and we'll bring him back, he'll retire his number and uh, but this is just one of the things that you go through as a team and uh, you know again we wanna to try to achieve something
0: that's good for both uh, Aaron and us.
2: That's Packers President Mark Murphy referring to Rodgers' career in the past tense when speaking to WBAY at the Girls State Basketball Championship last week. As NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero explains, Rodgers' wishes are a key component to the final outcome. This
1: is about what Aaron <laughs> Rodgers wants to do. He's due $60 million, fully guaranteed this year. If he comes to the Packers and says, I want to go to the Jets, then the sides are going to work to try to hammer out a deal. Also important to note here that despite some conflicting reports over the weekend, the Packers and Jets do not have a framework in place of an Aaron Rodgers deal. That's something they'll only work through if Rodgers says, in fact, not just that he wants to go to New York, but does he want to play at all? And at this point, we still await word on exactly what Aaron Rodgers' plans are
2: the NFL League year officially begins 3 o'clock Wednesday afternoon. Golf Scotty Scheffler wins the Players' Championship at 18 under par, returning to world number one status. Brewers top the Cubs 5-3 in Cactus League play. Craig Council reports good news regarding Garrett Mitchell's hamstring strain. And Christian Yelich has quietly been in a groove in Arizona, hitting 333 with a couple of doubles and two home runs in seven games. I think he
1: had a good off season, and I think he showed up, like, and that has kind of carried over to the first weeks of spring training so that's, that's where we're at right now you know, I think he's happy with where he's at I think he's happy with how his off season went and that's, that's got him to a, a place where he's comfortable with where he's at right now
2: Craig Council's Brewers take on the Royals this afternoon. Bucks in Sacramento to face the Kings tonight. Giannis probable. Coverage gets underway at 8.30. And make arrangements. Marquette begins playing the NCAA tournament as the number two seed in the East. They'll take on Vermont Friday at 1.45 in the first round. That game will be played in Columbus, Ohio. Other teams in Marquette's quadrant include Michigan State, USC, Duke, and top seed of Purdue. Milwaukee Panthers men's team will take on Stetson in round one of the 16-team CBI tournament Sunday in Florida. And the Badgers say yes to their NIT invitation. They'll take on Bradley Tuesday night at the Kohl Center.
1: I tried to get into the last round of the TPC, Greg, and just (laughs) dude was running away with it, and that was that.
2: I know. Right, right, you start to build a four, five, six stroke lead with, uh, you know, just a a few holes remaining. Really, it was about half a nine remaining for, or half an eighteen remaining for Scheffler. There was some drama behind him, but uh, he was a runaway winner yesterday.
1: All right, Greg Matzik on sports for us through the morning at six nineteen on Wisconsin's Morning News. Just catching you up on a story I didn't want to have lost on the weekend. I'm going to make a point for us to think about that goes beyond just the headline here. First, the latest. We do... Now have a teenager charged in connection with the shooting death of a 12-year-old during a birthday party at a bar in West Dallas. The West Dallas Police Department says a 17-year-old boy was arrested this week in connection to the deadly shooting of Ron L Smith last month. A press release from West Dallas PD says Lawrence Griffin was taken into custody. According to online court records, Griffin is facing first-degree homicide charges for the shooting on February 25th. Police say Smith was killed near 56th and Lincoln when he was shot during a party above the bar. Bu- out lounge a 17 year old boy was also injured now, wtmj's mike spaulding bringing us up to date there so you have a 12 year old dead, another teenager shot and now you've got this 17 year old lawrence griffin is his name charged with first degree intentional homicide terrible story for all involved walkie journal sentinel coverage here last two lines of the story In addition to first-degree intentional homicide, Griffin was charged with first-degree recklessly endangering safety and possession of a firearm by a felon. Possession of a firearm by a felon means he already had a felony conviction on his record at 17. Also from the Journal Sentinel, earlier this year, Griffin was convicted on three counts of battery by prisoner and one count of assault. He was sentenced to five years probation, which is why he was out If convicted on first-degree intentional homicide, Griffin could be sentenced to life in prison. We continue to debate our prosecuting decisions and judges' decisions once someone is convicted of what should that sentence be. Obviously, the Waukesha Christmas Parade was the epicenter of that conversation as you had someone out on bail in that case who then went on to commit terrible crimes. And we look at it, rightly so, from the position of the victims. And we say, you know, like, what are we doing to keep the community safe? And there is a movement, there is an uh, ideology of not locking people up because we don't want to. We don't like to do it. It doesn't make us feel good. We don't like how it looks, particularly when you add in race as a factor, the large number of African Americans who are incarcerated. And we hear over and over again that's, that's not fair or equitable. We need to be doing better by these young people. We need to get them... Behavioral corrections and other things. We need to be helping them, and that's all well and good. But let's look at it just not in this case from the perspective of the victims and the community. But then, if you are truly interested in the life of this 17 year old who now is convicted with first or who now is charged with first degree intentional homicide, Lawrence Griffin, 17, already a felon, released on probation to have that second chance or third chance or fifth chance or whatever it was in this case, how did we help him? How do you defend that decision as helping this young person? Because now he was let out, instead of being locked up for those smaller crimes, he was let out with a veritable slap on the wrist, armed himself, tangled with some young people, and, according to authorities, killed a 12-year-old. And so now, if convicted, will spend his entire life behind bars. How did we help him? We didn't. 627 on Wisconsin's Morning News. A lot of focus on championship basketball, and they've got a lot to celebrate in Lake Country here this morning. (laughs) The sound of celebration in Green Bay. That's the Kettle Moraine Lady Lasers hoisted the giant gold ball. Winning the Division I girls' state basketball title this weekend. It's a neat moment. Right? Isn't it awesome? Can't see that enough times. And they did it just hours after the KM boys' team qualified for state. The boys are a week behind the girls yep. in this year's postseason. And so, Ketamore boys will be heading up to state. More on the boys' state tournament in a moment. But a, a repeat for the KM girls. They beat Brookfield East in that final. Kiwascom, Division three state title holders this morning. So they'll be celebrating there. Special for these teams and, and for their communities. Some of my fondest memories of a, as a high school kid at Tosa East were, and I didn't play basketball, so I was just a super fan. You were one of those. But going to... My freshman year, our team won state. My junior year, we finished runners up to King. Yeah, and just I remember how energized the community was. The buses, eight ten buses going yep. out to Madison. Yep. Usually, like walking the the players through the schools, yeah. even going through the great schools, even just to say hi to everybody. When we won, the fire truck, you know, the, all the the team on the fire truck, and a yeah. lot of communities will do that. So I, you know, I look at this as being so much more than just a sports story. You know, and obviously for those athletes and those coaches and their families, it's, it's a sports story. Mm-hmm. But for these communities, it's just a point of celebration. Yeah. Especially the smaller ones, too, across the state. Your Division Fours, Division Fives. That's so cool. Like the whole town is there. It's Hoosiers, man. Well, it's just cool playing in a huge venue, too, in Madison. Yeah. In so case, the girls just wrapped up there at the Rush Center in Green Bay. And then the boys will head to Madison. As for the boys this week, got a bunch of teams from Southeast Wisconsin with a shot at glory. Division one, uh, I told you about Kettle Moraine, and then Arrowhead is in there as well. Nicolay, Pewaukee, and Whitnell all in Division two. In Division three, we have Milwaukee Academy of Science. They had a girls team up at state. I think they made the final. I think they lost to Kewaskum for the girls. And then Lakeside Lutheran is in Lake Mills, so we'll claim them as local. As local, all right. Does That work for you? Yeah, sure, we'll go good. for it. And then Division four has Kenosha, Saint Joe's, all headed to Madison this week. So look for some. Great memories for those young people, for their families, and for all these communities across Wisconsin. 644, Greg Matzik has sports coming up
0: next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office. One call, that's all, sports test. Here's Greg
2: Matzik. Well, the NFL league year and free agent period officially begins at 3 o'clock on Wednesday. The league's legal tampering period is officially open as of today. Deals can be made in principle and agreed upon, but not official, until the league year begins on Wednesday. Packers team president Mark Murphy hinting strongly that the deal is being worked on to send Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets. More on that coming up at about 7.15. Brewers get a victory over the Cubs. 5-3 in Cactus League play. Good news on Garrett Mitchell's injured hamstring. Craig Council says he may be back in the lineup following the team's off day, which will be on Wednesday. And the Bucks are in Sacramento to take on the Kings. Coverage gets underway at 8.30 tonight on WTMJ. Giannis listed as probable with that wrist injury. Milwaukee a game and a half up on Boston for first place in the Eastern Conference playoff race. Marquette begins NCAA tournament play as the number two seed in the east they'll take on vermont friday afternoon at 145
0: it's time for extra points a sports opinion commentary on wisconsin's morning news here's greg Matzik.
2: for just the second time since 1998 the wisconsin badgers will not participate in the NCAA tournament instead the badgers will play in the nit after an accepting an invitation an invitation the university of north carolina turned down North Carolina head coach Hubert Davis said in a statement that it's time to look ahead to next season. Translation, Davis views the NIT as a no-win situation for a team that was the preseason number one and last year's NCAA tournament runner-up. But college basketball should be less about the brand and more about the players. North Carolina would rather stay out of the NIT spotlight and hide from being the first team to miss the tournament after being a preseason number one in the AP Top 25. I'm sure Badgers fans aren't happy about the NIT either. Players should be disappointed after starting the season 11-2 and two and finishing the way they did, out of the NCAA tournament. But don't tell me Tyler Wall, the only senior on the Badgers roster, isn't eager for at least one more chance to put on the Badgers uniform. North Carolina has six seniors on its official roster, careers that could have been extended if the coach and athletic director weren't so focused on the brand.
1: This morning with President, former President Donald Trump ramping up his new presidential bid, Republicans speaking out, still somewhat divided over exactly what happened three years ago on January 6th. Former Vice President Mike Pence said history will hold Donald Trump accountable for January 6th. The comments coming at the annual gridiron dinner Saturday night, an event attended by politicians and journalists. Pence scolding the former
0: president for his actions that day, saying President Trump was wrong for falsely claiming Pence had the power to overturn the results of the 2020 election pence telling the crowd his reckless words endangered my family and everyone at the capitol
1: that's abc's ike ajanchi on the former vp's comments this weekend abc news political analyst steve roberts is with us from washington this morning steve vp pence is not formally yet in the race all signs of course point to him running there are still some republicans who do not want to hear the message that he shared over the weekend what's the play here for the former vp
0: well, you know, uh, you're right. There's a split right down the party. I mean, Donald Trump continues to insist that the uh, uh, January 6th events uh, were justified. Uh, excuse me, were justified and peaceable. Um, he keeps arguing that the 2020 uh, election was rigged and stolen from him, and that the protesters were legitimate in, in, in uh, making their uh, their case. But and then you had uh, Tucker Carlson, the uh, very popular anchor on Fox News was given 40,000 hours of tapes by the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, and he produced an hour that sanitized the whole uh, event and called the, uh, the protesters sightseers and uh, say they were cheerfully taking selfies, which just doesn't comport with reality. Over 1,000 people were arrested that day. 500 have pleaded guilty. 200 have been sent to jail. That could hardly be called sightseers. And um, so the split goes beyond. Uh, what happened on January 6th, it goes much deeper in the Republican Party. Do you embrace the lies of Donald Trump that the election was stolen? Do you embrace the idea that the protests on January 6th were legitimate? Or do you say, let's move on. Let's look forward, not backward. Let's look at reality, not fantasy. Those are pretty uh, basic splits that go beyond uh, this rivalry between Pence and Trump as individuals.
1: Could this be a domino? Steve, with the former VP making this uh, decision to, to condemn that, is, is someone else next?
0: Well, um, I think the answer is yes to that. I think that there are a growing number of Republicans who say, you know, uh, embracing Donald Trump. Uh, Paul Ryan, the former Speaker of the House, former vice presidential candidate, he said flat out Donald Trump is a loser. And then if we embrace Trump again, we're going to lose again. Uh, and there's a growing number of Republicans, particularly in the Senate, who are willing to say this. Uh, for instance, this is a very conservative senator from North Dakota named Kevin Kramer, hardly a national uh, name. And yet he said the whole Trump-Tucker Carlson view of January 6th, he said flat out, it's a lie. Now, that's pretty strong language. And, um, uh and other Republicans have said, look, if we keep looking backward, if we keep looking at 2020, if we keep looking at January 6th, all we're doing is handing ammunition to the Democrats who uh, are saying to uh, voters, look, this is a party out of touch with the Republicans are a party out of touch with reality. Now, you still have the hardcore base of the party that clearly is strongly and supportive of Donald Trump. Uh, but that is not enough to win national elections, and the growing number of Republicans uh, are of the conviction that Donald Trump could lead the party to a historic defeat if he's the nominee. But he still has a strong hold over the base, and those base voters vote in primaries, and that's the problem a lot of Republicans are facing.
1: ABC News political analyst Steve Roberts with us live this morning. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. Okay. Anytime. Of course, still waiting for official announcements from the former vice president, uh, as well as Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who has not officially joined the race to this point.